0: You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There's a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791.
1: This is the podcast for July 7th, 2017. It's not safe for work.
0: Coming to you live from the home of the cornfield resistance, where our chief ethics officer never quits in disgust, it's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal.
2: Hey, Driftglass.
0: Hey, Blue Gal. You know, our chief ethics officer, all she requires is some kibble
1: mm-hmm.
0: and some ocean whitefish tuna dinner. and
1: A can totally... food of ocean whitefish tuna dinner, and yep. then they stay on the job.
0: They stay, stay on the job and they stay, frankly, out of our business. You know, we got some stuff we do. It's not exactly on the up and up, but it's not—he's it's not evil. It's just not strictly legal. What? A little nip on the side. You know, what's no. wrong with that? Really? It's a perk of the job, for God's sakes. Have you <laughs> never been to Chicago, blue gal? Don't you understand how this works?
1: Catnip on the side, really? Okay. Yes. I, you know, your asthma doesn't allow for that, Dr. Glass.
0: No. We do take emoluments. Yes, we. Do. As uh, just just to be clear, so send your money to send your money to foreigners.
1: Yeah, all the foreigners that are out there. When we say foreigners, of course, we mean our overseas listeners.
0: Yeah, people from Indiana, uh, the folks who are <laughs> across also the
1: Iowa,
0: border. <laughs> a shout out to Shakespeare's, Shakespeare's sister, who we love very much, and lives yeah. in Indiana. So and she
1: is. She is uh, knows more about Mike Pence than she would like to know. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, really. If you if you this is the, this is my dream that there there is a. Uh, Midwest powerhouse podcast network of people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a long list of people uh, that would be included and shakes would be on that list because she can talk about uh, Indiana politics and Pence and going back 20 years. We can talk about Illinois politics, which we're actually going to get to in a minute. Um, But yeah, in fact, let's do that right now. Shall we?
1: We got a budget. We've got a budget. In uh, the state of Illinois.
0: Last night, uh, I took uh, my beautiful wife out to a pre-birthday dinner, mm-hmm. and halfway, and basically, it was this podcast except with booze and uh, food.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> and we dressed up better, and I gazed lovingly into her eyes and held her hand. Yes, you. But doing. this is the sort of thing we talk about because this is the sort of thing we do talk about. Lots of other things too, but this is the sort of thing we talk about. And about halfway through dinner, I was sorely tempted to get up and propose a toast uh, to. Uh, to uh, Mike Madigan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then throw the drink into the fireplace. But there was no fireplace. There was no
1: fireplace. Into. And, uh, you know, Mike Madigan is only one of several people that got this thing through, yes. including several um, tear-stained Republicans who yes. realized the impact that two years without a state budget was having on their constituents.
0: Right. They're business constituents, their business
1: the people, constituents who yep. want to get paid by the state for the work that they've already done.
0: Or the business constituents who would like customers who work for the state to come into their shoe shops and restaurants and spend money there, which they don't have because the fucking state won't pay anybody because for two years we did without a budget because of one man.
1: Right. One Bruce Republican Brown. man. One, One Republican, Republican who, billionaire
0: who came to town with a plan, and the plan was <laughs> getting rid of the unions.
1: Yeah, and he was going to do that by holding the state hostage and holding the budget process hostage. Yeah. And he is still trying to hold the budget process hostage yes, by vetoing the plan. Now, yep. I don't remember historically what the tax increase was before that was then sunsetted.
0: Yeah, it was a, It was supposed to be a five-year temporary income tax increase Mm -hmm. that uh pat quinn said look um we it's working it's not killing jobs it provides necessary revenue uh and we need to make it either permanent or extend it much further than this five year whatever it was uh because to to pay our bills and this is the, the most efficient effective way we're not pissing money away we're not throwing bales of it out into the street and setting it on fire we are actually you know paying down a structural deficit we need to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Rauner said, oh, fuck that. No, 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 no. Uh, all taxes are bad. Taxes are evil. Uh, government's evil. I have, a, I have in my hand here a notebook that the good people at Alex uh, have prepared for me. The Illinois Policy Institute have prepared for me. The Koch brothers have prepared for me, which looks remarkably like the playbook they play in Michigan, mm-hmm. and Wisconsin, and, and Kansas, which is Get Rid of Public Service Workers Union cut business taxes to zero, and mm-hmm. somehow the economy will blossom. And everything right, works it'll generate revenue never, because that's what it's supposed to do. Does. It so never the, does. So the
1: temporary tax increase that actually sunsetted mm-hmm. at the end of Pat Quinn's, I just looked it up, was right. 5%. 5% right. income tax, which is actually, as I've said to you several times this week, huh. that is the state income tax for the state of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> we are we were down at like the 3 2.95 somewhere some crazy low number for right. a modern state that wants to right. provide services and roads and you know having an income tax that low it just does not allow you to do the things you need to do no of course I'm not saying course, there's we'll... not waste in state government no. i'm not saying that the, you know you government will spend what they're given yes we get all of those arguments You cannot maintain this level of services that it turns out people expect in Illinois Mm -hmm. uh, at at a rate that ridiculously low.
0: Meet the retirement obligations that we promise state workers and teachers and so forth. For 40 years, when you retire, this is what you can expect. And it turned out that we didn't put aside enough money to meet those obligations. And those people refused to walk into Lake Michigan and die. They actually lived and they want to retire and they would like what they were promised, you know, like any other And those
1: workers did not pay into uh, Social Security. They paid into a pension plan uh, Mm -hmm. because they're government workers. They paid into a pension plan that then they were supposed to get a pension.
0: So uh, Pat Quinn said, look. I'm for keeping this thing.
1: Pat Quinn was a Bruce, Democratic governor.
0: Yes. And he was a he was a good Democratic governor. I mm-hmm. like Pat Quinn. I met him several times. I attended some Not
1: functions. Mr. Excitement.
0: No. He was not Mr. Excitement. He was Mr. kind of, you know, he was a typical Illinois po- He was a you know uh, a gadfly. Um uh, short, he ran the short stout, yeah.
1: stout white haired, uh, Irish Paul.
0: Yeah. And who grew up um, on the good government side of the aisle. Mm-hmm. You know, government should fight for the little guy, fight for the working man, why fight for the working class, fight for people who you know who are relatively powerless and make things fair mm-hmm. And he said, look, i'm 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 for keeping it. Uh, Bruce Roner for getting rid of it. um and then Roner won, and it was like, well, maybe you could just, you know, like see your way clear to uh, extending this. And then uh you know, you would take all the shit for it, and I could run against the idea that you're increasing it, but I could still benefit from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Quinn said, No, you want a tax increase?
1: That's right. You he pass asked a tax increase. Did he didn't he ask that they extend the tax increase during the lame duck? I think that there was something to that effect. It, like
0: it was very clear it was that
1: question that, you know.
0: The Rounders people wanted the benefits of extending the tax income tax. Without increase. taking
1: any But taking any
0: shit for it. They want they wanted to be the pure libertarian capitalist Republicans that they they believe themselves to be. While at the same time, they can look at the arithmetic and go, holy shit, if this thing drops back to where it was, we're going to go broke in a hurry. Right. So rather than do the reasonable, good government compromise thing of saying, you know what, we actually need the goddamn text. We're going to have to take a bite out of some people that work for us. Some services will have to be, you know, feathered back. Um, some people are going to have to wait to get paid, but we really do have to pay our bills, and this is the way it has to work. They decided, no, screw it. We'll hold the state hostage. Um, we'll hold the Democratic Party in Illinois that depends on unions hostage until they agree to screw their own constituents to give us what we want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like you really don't understand how politics works, do you, at right. all? I right. mean you understand how business works, but you have no fucking clue how politics works. Where have I There's... heard
1: that before? Yeah, well. <laughs>
0: Out of my mouth every you, day. Or no, something.
1: but you—you you, <laughs> know—the idea of you understand how running a family business works, yes. where you get to just say something and it happens.
0: I declare this to be true, as opposed
1: to a process where uh, multiple constituencies come to the table and hash out what they're going to do yeah. to solve this the is, problem. And this
0: is so not, this not is the, the first time. This is the theme of our
1: podcast, by the yes, way. today, is. is Process. How it's do possible. you process? How does a process work where well, you're Actually, trying to fix a problem,
0: and this is the subtext of our podcast: Mm -hmm. is that liberals are now the actual guardians Mm -hmm. of true conservatism.
1: Yep. Explain that. Let's just explain that. Give the fifty cent tour of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, First of all, the the Republican Party is just nuts. Mm -hmm. Okay, it is. It is a madhouse. It has no ideas other than, you know, power for the sake of power. It is uh, run by crazy plutocrat evil men uh, for crazy plutocrat evil men and theocrats. Uh, on the basis of the consent of brainwashed morons. It is not a political party. It's a cult with 60-odd million people in it, and it makes a shit ton of money, wins a lot of elections, but it's not a political party. It's a, it's a force of evil. Um, the Democratic Party contains every idea in the reasonable adult spectrum, from Bernie Sanders, who's not a Democrat, but he caucuses with Democrats, All the way to Joe Manchin, who I wish would just fucking quit the party and go be a Republican. But all of the ideas that you want to have at the table when you're actually having a grown-up fight over policy and priorities and compromise are all inside the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. There's nothing outside – there's nothing in the Republican Party I want to have anything to do with. But the idea of conservatism, the original idea, which is no longer true, hasn't been true for my entire adult life, was you don't want – radical change you want incremental change you don't want to change things suddenly and violently you want to change things slowly if at all and above all you want to protect existing social institutions even when those institutions are screwed up and bad in a lot of ways they
1: need fixing right they
0: need fixing you need to be very 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 careful about screwing with them you know like medicare and right. Medicaid and Social Security and basically the entire social safety net and the Environmental Protection Agency, all of the things that the um, a Trump administration
2: mm-hmm.
0: are dedicated to destroying or right. gutting or, or or ruining by incompetence mm-hmm. are social and political and policy institutions that should never be fucked with this way. Right. And no actual conservative would ever propose doing anything like that. But there are no actual conservatives left. Well, and this little, is where we good, get
1: like, into. Oh, go ahead.
0: There's just liberals who would like to not have crazy people destroy their country. So we are left with the job of defending um, sometimes sclerotic and sometimes malfunctioning, mm-hmm. but important pillar institutions of our civilization.
1: Right. And part of that is based on uh, looking for practical ways to solve problems and meet goals based on our values. And this is where we start. Thinking about again vocabulary of how you talk about things, process and the the process by which we get to this is what Barack Obama wanted to do with Obamacare, and he wanted to get to as close to universal coverage as he could, mm-hmm. affordable health care for the most people possible, and he said I'm agnostic as to how we do that, but my here are my goals, and they you know it took 18 months of hashing it out and getting constituencies, some of which, some of the constituents to this process, I did not feel should be at the table. No. You know, the the uh, cardinals, the, the United right. States cardinals were brought in by Nancy Pelosi to talk about abortion funding. You know, I don't think they should be there. But he wanted to bring as many people to the table as possible so that everyone would have some sort of buy-in to make this program work. So mm-hmm. that is why it is now so difficult for the Republican Party, in addition to the fact that they just don't understand in that party how insurance works. I mean, there are really Republican congressmen who do not understand things like, uh, you know, standard uh, a standard table of services for insurance. Like, you oh. will be able to go to the hospital, you will be able to have an ambulance, you will be able to have... Ca- cancer coverage, et cetera. And that these basic things are what make it affordable that the, you know, having birth control coverage in your policy is actually necessary. Can, I mean, can just things a, that you can go ahead.
0: <laughs> i make a little sidebar into Rush Limbaugh land, just by way of analogy, what we talked about, uh, last night. Uh, you might remember Sandra Fluke, uh, right. that Rush Limbaugh, uh, called a slut and a whore and a bunch of other horrible names because she would like, uh, birth control, uh, and thought he should be able to you know, film her having sex if, as long as he's paying for it. He's just a giant evil blob of shit on, uh, that the Republicans love and adore and worship. But at the center of it was the fact that Rush Limbaugh, who is a grown-ass man living in the 21st century, did not understand how birth control actually works. He believed – The process
1: and, by which – again, the process, process just, by which birth control actually works.
0: Right? The, the process by which you take – Pills. Uh, you take a single pill every day all month long to regulate your menstrual cycle and a, a bunch of other uh, health issues that are also regulated by that process. But since Rush Limbaugh can only have sex because of his massive drug addiction and other health problems by swallowing a fistful of Viagra, he really believed that you take a birth control pill if you're a lady every time you want to have sex. And that's how it worked. And that, that revelation – that he was that fucking stupid, that someone who 20, 30, 40 million Americans listened to for the last quarter century for their opinions on everything was that deliberately and malignantly unformed about something as basic as how the pill works and formed an entire, you know, belief system on the basis of his incredible ignorance is how Republicans treat healthcare. They don't know how the fuck it works. They have no idea how anything works in the government.
1: And now I'm going to get back to yes. the seamless process yes. of, you know, working toward universal coverage. This is what I wanted to mention. I, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter today about, you know, it, they were making the argument of Medicare for all, if not now, when? We have to do this. And I want everyone to appreciate how far we have come in healthcare discussions where Medicare for all is now considered a mainstream argument.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, that is a really far road, a long road to travel in a short period of time. And so now that, you know, California came up against some realities in terms of funding uh, in ca- going toward universal health care in California... Um, there, Prop 13 and Prop 48. There are two of these funding mechanisms of you know property taxes and also funding for education that mm-hmm. tie up money in California. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not going to get into all the details, but basically, in order to raise enough money to fund universal coverage in California, uh, you had to raise 150% of that because. Ha- a quarter of the money or a certain percentage of the money that you raise on any tax initiative has mm. to go to education. So
0: by legis- to by legislative that formula, ha- that's how it has to work. Right.
1: But, well, it's- it, and it's not legislature doing that. It is the voters. Right. This is exactly. all done by, you know, uh, they, they put it on the ballot and right. that's but It's the what, law, but it is the law. Right. So there are, hurdles and, and speed bumps and so forth to getting to whatever process you're going to get to to get to universal coverage. And that's where I am going to take my vocabulary, which is yeah. my goal is universal coverage. Mm-hmm. Everybody is covered by insurance that they can afford. The reason I say that is I've been really doing a lot of research into this in the past 10 days You know who never talks about a seamless transfer to Medicare for all? (laughs) Anybody who's been a Medicare administrator. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who's written about Medicare from a government, high-level, Social Security, Medicare person. That doesn't mean they don't want universal coverage. That doesn't mean they don't love the idea, the idealized idea of Medicare for everybody in the country. But no one who actually has administered that program or deals with the budget process in an intimate way, you know, con- there are congresspeople who are real experts and governors, you know, I've been, everybody who's heard John Kasich talking about opioid uh, treatment funding in the past two weeks, you know, he, he's laughing at Mitch McConnell and saying, you know, you can put $200 billion over 10 years. I get three hundred million dollars a year from for Ohio by myself to take care of opioids just in my state. Uh-huh. What McConnell is proposing is a spit in the ocean. It will not meet, you know, a fraction of the needs that we have in the states for opioid fund, right. treatment funding. He understands intimately how that money is spent, where it goes how many people it helps, how many people, you know, go back into drug use, where he really gets that detail. And so people that have sort of an understanding of some of these details know that just saying, okay, we're going to do Medicare for all, even though, yes, wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) It would be incredibly complicated and disruptive to our economy. Mm -hmm. It would throw probably a million people who work for insurance companies out of business, out mm-hmm. of jobs, uh, Donald Trump wants a million white-collar unemployed people added to the unemployment rolls in a day. No, he does not. You know, no congressman wants that. 18 months out from an election, yeah. Uh, you know, anyone, any senator who's in a state where there are insurance company headquarters, they don't want that. So it's a process, and you have to bring you. I hate the idea, of course, that you have to bring all these people to the table and discuss. How we're going to get where we need to get, and mm-hmm. have another Obamacare process to get more people covered. You could do a lot to get more people covered if you just elected more Democratic governors yes. who, who would expand Medicaid. Yes. You and and this this is there. There's two things where uh, Republicans in particular are absolutely talking out of both sides of their mouths when they talk about the problems with Obamacare. One is oh, but look, all these people are still not covered at all by insurance, even though Obamacare is costing us millions. The reason so many people aren't covered is because Texas hasn't expanded Medicaid. Right. Texas, right. Florida hasn't expanded Medicaid. These places that have very large numbers of poor working people uh-huh. living in them have not expanded Medicaid, so they're uninsured. Uh, and then the second thing that where they're... Just absolutely hypocrites is, oh, you know, we're we, people are going broke with these very high uh, copays and these very high uh, uh, deductibles.
0: Uh, yes. yes.
1: Paul Ryan wants everybody to have high deductibles. Yes. That is Ryan Care. Uh-huh. Ryan Care is, we're going to give people the freedom to decide how they spend their health care dollars.
0: And get rid of all the regulation. Right. But also, the but also,
1: expect that the first $6,000 of healthcare spending comes out of your pocket uh-huh. so that when you go to the doctor, you know what things cost and you can shop around for the best deal for your MRI or your right. cancer treatment or what you know. You'll shop around and there'll be ads for doctors on the TV so you can go to the cheapest doctor possible. Nobody does that. Mm-hmm. That is not, you know, buy it or die is what insurance sales is, right? That's what healthcare care sales is. And so uh, the idea that a Republican congressman, our Republican congressman on his tele-town hall was whining about how many people are still uninsured and these terrible, terrible high deductibles, both of those things are the Republicans' fault. Yeah. So, uh, again, I want my goal, this is this is. Again, just like when I talk about climate change, you know, if you talk about clean air, clean water, safe food, uh, responsible farming, you know, and these kind of things that people can kind of get their minds around,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you you get a lot farther with people than there's this humongous climate change problem that will require a tremendous reduction in your standard of living in order to fix it or we're all going to die. That is more than most people can cope
0: with. Well, it's, it, there's We're also a, a, a high bias among yes. people yes. generally, and i got to say Republicans specifically, against mm-hmm. understanding how large numbers work. Right, right. There's so, well, a, a billion Mark dollars is a lot of money. No, it's right. really not. It's it really, really, really isn't. Yep. It's. Yep. And, and I, I I my analogy is going to Mars. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. who really wants to go to Mars? You know who really wants to put human Mike beings Pence? on Mars? NASA. Yes. <laughs> the, the men and women, the engineers who grew up dreaming of reading science fiction and watching Star Trek really want to put someone on Mars. But they're, they, they have acquainted themselves with the physics of it mm-hmm. and the challenges of it to the extent that they know exactly how goddamn hard it is to put someone on Mars. Same thing with landing a man on the moon. They understood exactly how hard it was. But... We're surrounded by people, the healthcare equivalent of like, well, why don't you just go? Let's right, just shoot right. something in the air and then it'll go to Mars and that'll solve the problem. And when you try to talk to them about, no, it, it doesn't work that way. They, their eyes just glaze over because all they've heard for 25 years is that every problem in their life is caused by government in right. standing in their way.
1: And government's evil, government's wrong, government can't do anything. Right. And that's the mantra of Rush Limbaugh and Mark Levin and everybody in the world that government's, you know, since Reagan, government's Mm -hmm. standing in the way of your freedom. So instead of government is a tool by which all of us can get problems fixed. Right. And amazingly, you know, people who recite that mantra are the first to sign up for Medicare and Medicare and uh-huh. want their, uh, you know, don't want their healthcare taken away, right? Well, the people so,
0: who recite that mantra are also the laughs you're ever allowed to put on television. Yeah, <laughs> because they and, and this is, I mean, if if Barack Obama's, uh, this does remind me of of the early days of Social Security. I wasn't there at the time, but the the idea that you put something in place that gets you a little further down the road, then you build on that. Mm-hmm. Um, if nothing else, Obamacare has made affordable health care a right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now we're negotiating about how best to deliver on that promise. As opposed to no, 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 it's a privilege, and you don't, you can't have it if you don't make enough money, or if you live in the wrong place, or if your governor's a lunatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that's how the debate shifted. Once um, gay marriage became something that was acceptable by enough people, it tipped the argument away from but Jesus cries every time a gay men and uh, gay people kiss to why do you want to keep people who love each other from marrying Mm -hmm. that shift. And so once we the conversation, I completely agree under all the technical language and jargon and vocabulary, the conversation has shifted radically,
1: radically. And we should be grateful Um, for that. Don't don't undercut what has happened Mm -hmm. in terms of the change in the conversation. It is huge. Um, And so we're going to get there, I think. Uh, McConnell, I I don't want anyone to lighten up on their phone calls to their Congress people. And there's a rally in Springfield tomorrow for Medicaid. I'm sure um, we're going to try to go. And people uh, need to go to these rallies and make themselves heard to their congressmen and so forth. Uh, But they are not going to vote next week on the Senate health care bill. They've postponed it again. The momentum isn't there. And uh, Mitch McConnell admitted back home in Kentucky, uh, and obviously it, it went national pretty quickly, that, you know, him not getting to 50 votes is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then he said, we may have to work with Democrats on a smaller bill to fix these certain situations where people only have one, uh, one or fewer uh, carriers in their mm-hmm. counties. Well, th- what you're saying then is it's, that problem is fixable.
0: Yes. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Did you just say we can fix that problem? It, it yeah, is fixable. He
1: did. He just admitted that they can fix that problem.
0: And Mitch McConnell, um, let's not forget, is it is an evil person?
1: Yes. And everyone uh, who, that I've talked to about this, like, does Mitch McConnell really want this bill to pass? Maybe he's just putting poison pills in it. And everyone from my dad to my knitting group have gone, well you gotta remember he's evil.
0: Right, he's evil. <laughs> he's evil. Right. Let's let's and uh, let's take this moment to remember that one of the reasons Barack Obama did not make a, a, a joint press announcement mm-hmm. when Russian hacking was discovered, a massive program to disrupt our election in order to tip it towards Donald Trump. One of the reasons that Barack Obama didn't uh, set his hair on fire and go out and do a, a national address to the to the country was that Mitch McConnell wouldn't go along with it. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell wanted to politicize it. He yeah. wanted Barack Obama to step out there so he could stab him in the back because that's Mitch, Mitch McConnell's style. He wanted well, the fight.
1: Yep, yeah. And, he, and, and so, he he stole the Supreme Court. He was in the process of continuing to steal that Supreme Court seat yeah. at exactly that same time. So, so he's as a if, thief and a liar and a traitor. Yep. And
0: so what we've discovered in Illinois this week is that if you inflict a sufficient amount of pain on mm-hmm. Republicans, right. they will eventually go, fine, fine. Yeah. Pass something. We when we had uh, state senators here crying, crying because they were torn between their desire to be uh, the thrall of Bruce Rauner.
1: Well, because um, he's paid for their reelection campaign personally,
0: and he and those their his, their constituents. <clears throat> are limbaugh listeners, their constituents right. are trump voters, their constituents are lunatics
1: well, and, and they're gonna be I, primaried. i want to, yeah, they are going to be primaried, and in particular the woman, the one woman who voted for the tax increase, of course, they went after the woman sure. uh received death threats there was there was a um powdered substance thrown into the governor's office at the state house yesterday. They had to have hazmat suits brought in i mean this is getting to the point where Um, and the, the amount of vitriol that comes out of, and I don't, you know, you hear this on Twitter all the time, that it's the left that's endorsing violence, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone is on edge. Everyone is Mm -hmm. on edge because of income inequality and the belief that the institutions that are supposed to support us don't. right And so when those things happen... Uh, and, and wages are stagnant, and I don't care how many jobs you add to the economy, if they're nursing home jobs that don't have benefits and don't pay anything more than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have, uh, you know, societal peace come out of that. No, you won't. Uh, we've got to get better at how we employ people and how we pay people and what we pay people.
0: I have many um, ideas, but that's a I'm different sure show another for a different show. day. Yeah. Uh,
1: I want to give the Walking Into a Rake Award <laughs> to GOP.com for asking Hillary Clinton on Twitter about where are your plans for health care?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is – this. Is, <laughs> can, can I just say, this – is the This is the moment in every one of our, I would bet you, every one of our listeners <clears throat> have had this conversation with some Republican in their life. Mm-hmm. Can you prove that the moon is not made of green cheese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not ordinary garden variety seven-year-old ignorance where you, you just don't know certain things and you're going to learn about them eventually. It's this cocky, swaggering, Dunning-Kruger stupidity that go ahead, this is after you, Governor. Mm -hmm, Right, please Please proceed. proceed. This is absolutely stepping in it because you have been listening to liars. Your whole life and your whole ideology is built on a pile of shit. And you really believe it's all true because the only people you ever talk to are your fellow liars. So when when you challenge Hillary Clinton, point to me, I dare you, point to me your health care plan. And what does Hillary Clinton do?
1: She sends a link to her plan yeah. <laughs> that's paid for. That yeah. she had a she had a funding stream for it. She she had uh, detailed outlines of what the legislation. Of course, she did what the legislation should look like, and uh, it was all on her website. So um, of course, the media didn't want to talk about that during the oh. election campaign. Oh, they scary. wanted to talk about her emails and uh, put up a interrupt. Her live speech with empty Trump podiums. Right, that was for important. Ratings.
0: Right, those Trump and podiums it, paid a lot of bills.
1: And this is something else: is please be aware, and I know you are Driftglass, right? Yes,
0: I am. I try to be.
1: <laughs> that you can hold two ideas in your head at the same time.
0: No, no, no. Yes, <laughs> you, you can. But no, you really can
1: believe can. at once that Donald Trump threatening CNN. With interrupting their merger with Time Warner because he doesn't like their coverage, mm-hmm. is dictatorship run amok? And at the same time, feel that CNN and Time Warner merging is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You can do both of those things at the same time.
0: Yes, you can. <gasps> uh, and here's how you here's how you reconcile those two, if I may. Uh-huh. Uh, that Russia, in one of its forms, has actually won.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, in a sense that I think it was V.I. Lenin who said. Uh, capitalists will eventually sell you sell us the rope by which we will hang them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason Donald Trump is president and the reason Chris Saliza has a job <laughs> and the reason yeah. that you can turn on MSNBC and see uh, Bush regime dead enders
2: mm-hmm.
0: jerking off for the camera. The, re- Jeff- the reason Jeffrey Lord exists at all is that corporate media has decided that selling poison and dog shit to people covered in honey and spectacular explosions is more important than having actual grown-up conversations about things that matter to your life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we let them do this. This is what corporate oh, and, media and, looks and like. And the
1: idea is that there, it, there aren't enough people in the world who will sit down and listen to those policy discussions. Right.
0: Not profitable enough
1: because they're not profitable enough to sell penis pills or whatever it is. And if you don't get the message out in some sort of flashy way on the crotch couch, Mm -hmm. no one will watch. So that's fine
0: because every you know 12 minutes you would interrupt Walter Cronkite with Mm a commercial that sold you Kent's or something else. That's fine, but now the branding and commercialization is all there is, product Mm -hmm. promotion and product placement is all there is. The only reason. A freak like Jeffrey Lord has a job for life at CNN. The only reason they put Greta Van Susteren on MSNBC at all was there is an army of misbegotten mutant hobgoblins on the right who have money in their pockets and are stupid enough to believe anything we say. So let's give it a try. Mm-hmm. Let's give mm-hmm. them somebody to look at. Let's give them some shit to talk about. That is time and space that could have been spent having real, interesting, important adult conversations. But we don't want to have those. We want to have Flash and we want to have bullshit. And the king of absolutely vapid bullshit, absolutely mindless talking points repeated straight out of uh, Breitbart is a guy named President Stupid. Right. That's that's how he's a creation of that organization. And that organization built a monster that is now killing it. Yep. And I and, and as they go down for the third time and start talking about the First Amendment and protect us, won't you please protect us? Well, where were you the last 20 years? Right. As the left was saying, please, for God's sakes, don't you see what's happening to the conservatives in this country? Don't you see what's happening to the right? Don't you see what's happening with Rush Limbaugh and Newt Gingrich and Sean Hannity? Why the hell aren't you standing up for our values as Americans and saying, those people are fucking crazy? Fox is not news. Fox is propaganda. Right-wing media is propaganda, and it's incredibly dangerous. But it was profitable to avoid that, to look the other way, to slip your resumes under Fox News doors when no was right. looking, treat because them like...
1: they paid well, yep.
0: And, yep. and and so here we are. Congratulations, you brought us to this terrible place. Now, I'd like to see you stand up and fight for me. I'll, be, I'll have your back, but I want to see someone drag Jeffrey Lord out by the scruff of his neck, kick him out of the studio and say, never again come back here. Right. And that's never going to happen because Jeff Zucker likes money a lot more than he likes this country.
1: Well, and I don't under... Unless it's because us getting mad at Jeffrey Lord is part of the drama of running a wrestling match on TV. Oh, it could be. You know, and that's why he does it. Making liberals mad is good for ratings, and so we're going to do it.
0: Yeah, the the Armageddon is great for ratings, so let's have that now. Right. And it's like, did you – are you? Where are you in this picture? Oh, I'm on an island somewhere.
1: Right. I'm a, far above it I'm floating a, on a cloud, and I I'm don't a, touch it. I'm on a mountain
0: of money. Right. Yeah. Right, your right. lives and deaths don't matter to me at all. Well, fine. If that's your ethos, then don't come crying to me if you work for a scumbag like that, talking about your First Amendment privileges and the fact that you're being treated like sheep by the Trump administration. Of course you are. Yeah. You, you put on sheep's clothing. You put on sheep's collars. You put on sheep dip. You walk around like sheep for 20 years. Guess what? You're going to be mistaken for sheep. Right, and when they come to shear you, don't come crying to me about it. I've been trying to warn you about this for twenty goddamn years. So,
1: and if anyway, you, if you have a bunch of stenographers in the White House briefing room who will not walk out regardless of what rules are thrown in your face, and then you want for you won't stand up for your own First Amendment rights and the First Amendment rights of all of us, you're not you're not worthy of it. That's exactly the, right. Because
0: the first thing that happens when you leave the uh, press briefing is Chris Elizabeth saying, "Can I have his chair?" <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: He'll take your chair exactly. because, and yep. then it'll be the Chris show. Uh, mm-hmm. On the good news front, however, let's talk about the the overreach of President Stupid's administration.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Forty four states and Washington D C have told uh, Trump's voter suppression commission, which is exactly what it is, to go pound sand.
1: Well, they have, and they haven't. Um, I've been reading up on another angle of that, which is a lot of these states that said no to these specific data requests actually participated in cross-check and purge voter rolls already. I'm sure they so, did. And, and so it's important to get it right in terms of that story that one, a lot of states have uh, you know, laws and rules in place protecting voter information, just as Chris Kobach does. He can't release Social Security numbers, even the last four digits, out of Kansas because the law says he can't do it.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's why
1: he can't comply with his own request. But uh, a lot of these states did participate with Chris Kobach in purging their voting rules and had no problem doing it. They continue to participate in gerrymandering and have no problem doing it. So um, I'm glad that Trump's particular little pet project, which is, a, you know, in part an effort to suppress voting and in part an effort to uh, find those three million illegal votes, you know, just like we're supposed to find. Uh, the wiretaps that Obama put in Trump Tower. Yes. Uh, you know it, it's <laughs> it's OJ search for the real killer Trump edition. You know this yeah. is what it is. Um, there is still plenty of cooperation with Chris Kobach. And oh yeah. Oh no. All there... of it has to be stopped.
0: No, I, I'm looking for good news where I can find it.
1: Yeah, and and the <clears throat> EPA has had some good news this yes, week. Yes, they have. Right?
0: The EPA said no, uh, we're not going to roll back the restrictions on methane emissions. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, mm-hmm. not going to do it. The Federal court said no, we're not going to do the end. Uh, at last count, 18 states are suing Betty DeVos. Yeah,
2: Betsy. Uh, yeah.
0: Betsy, I'm sorry, Betsy DeVos uh, for deciding that she didn't want doesn't want to obey the law.
1: Right, she doesn't cause... want that law to take effect on July 1st. That it's yeah. the law said it was supposed to. So yeah, uh, this is a law about um, student loans to where a student signs up with a for-profit institution. Um, You know, not all for-profit institutions are bad, but those that uh, sign up a lot of students and promise them the world and tell them to get federally guaranteed student loans and then go out of business after they've had their tuition paid Mm -hmm. and the student is left with the debt and the student defaults on the loan, has their credit rating ruined, and the taxpayer is left holding the bill, whereas the owners of the for-profit school run off with the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the Obama administration back in November got some legislation passed or got some regulations put in place effective July 1st to uh, allow these students to uh, engage in a class action against the owners of their school, of the school that, you know, defrauded them and defrauded the taxpayer. And uh, Betsy DeVos said, well, you know, we, we're going to look at this again, and we're not going to enforce the law mm-hmm. as of July 1st because we don't feel like it. Well, again, this is about process, and they're going to court, the, these states' attorneys generals and the District of Columbia. That's why I was confused because some places said 19 and some said 18. The 19th yeah. is the District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're, they're going to court uh, to make her obey the law. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I wish them well, because this uh, abuse of the taxpayers and students um, has got to stop. It All does. Right.
0: It does. What next, Blue Gal? Uh,
1: let's talk about um, Putin.
0: <laughs> sure. Let's talk about Putin, shall we?
1: Uh, so this whole trip, um, to use the word that President Stupid used, been a disaster
2: Uh, They
1: didn't make uh, Trump's hotel reservations in time. Yeah, so he's staying Ah. at the basically the Senate boarding house in Hamburg. He and a few staff members. Uh Uh, I don't know if you noticed from Twitter, um, the only English language TV station that you can get in that location is CNN.
0: Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. <laughs>
1: that's like karma times twelve, is 12. what that is.
0: That's why he's having um, DVRs of Fox News flown in hours. Right.
1: Ago. People are people are wondering um, whether uh, Trump and Ev- and Ev- uh, not Ivanka, excuse me, Melania. Melania have to share a bathroom because yeah. you know they don't do that at home. Yeah. No. Uh, and uh, it it looks like a nice place where the sheets are clean and uh, kind of youth hostel otherwise. It doesn't yeah. look like something that is uh Trump Tower-ish. It's, I don't know what kind of chocolate cake they have there, so, you know. It's
0: efficient German middle-brow residences. Right. Yes. Right. Uh-huh.
1: With a nice view. Yeah. So,
0: because there you because go. they couldn't get their shit together enough to book their own trip. They don't
1: have a staff and they yep. don't know what they're doing. And yep. so they think they're going to stay at Angela Merkel's house because I'm Trump uh-huh. and that's not how it works. So uh, anyway, that that's happening. Um,
0: well, and, and uh, speaking of President Stupid, he did spend 13 minutes mm-hmm. on foreign soil in Poland, I believe. Yep. Uh, trashing the American press, uh, the U.S. intelligence community and Barack Obama, uh, which I believe is... Uh, is way more uh, insulting to his country, uh, his own government, and to the former president of the United States than the Dixie Chicks ever did Right. And the Dixie Chicks had a house dropped on them by the right because you're never, ever, ever supposed to go overseas and say mean things about your own country. Right. Donald Trump doesn't understand that because he's very, very, very stupid. (laughs) And so he gets up this doddering old racist and just rambles on about whatever's on his mind. And what's on his mind is uh, siding with the right wing government of Poland. That all news that isn't flattering to Donald Trump is fake news, and reserving special umbrage for M- for NBC because he made them money. I made those sons of bitches money, and they they're they're being mean to me. And that's not how shit works in Donald's world. You know, once you bribe someone, once you pay them off, once you drop money in their bank, they they there you own them mm-hmm. in exactly the same way that Vladimir Putin owns Donald Trump. Right. Um, and that's the way the world works. Except. That isn't the way the world works. That's the, the way the criminal enterprise that Donald Trump operates works. And he projects that onto every relationship in his life. Um, and he attacked the intelligence community, which must have made Vladimir Putin just like, are you kidding me? It's fucking Christmas in July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, you are, you are taking the most um, uh, effective deterrent you have against my country's screwing with you and undercutting them in front of the whole world on my behalf. I can I can't th- other than signing an actual t- surrender. You know, standing on the on the on the deck of a ship and turning the United States over to Russia. I can't think of a deeper betrayal of this country uh, by anybody in any position of authority than Donald Trump standing up and and stabbing his own intelligence community in the back in front of everyone on a trip to suck up to Vladimir Putin.
1: But I think it I think something else is going on here as well mm-hmm. that looked if you look at it through the lens i'm about to present to you everything makes sense sure um as you mentioned in our notes poland uh bust people in to cheer for trump and chant usa yes uh the uh president of poland uh is stomping on his own media yes oh yeah and uh restricting their access to levers of power being able to cover with any kind of transparency what's going on in the government. Yeah. Um, the, his government is extremely hostile to women. Yes. And so what I see happening is, and and see, look at it through this lens and see what you think. Mm-hmm. The president of Poland, the the leader of Russia, Vladimir Putin, the leader of the United States, Donald Trump, and anyone else that sort of goes along in that, on that route, aren't really representing physical countries they are representing white male
0: power oh i absolutely agree and Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. anti-islamic that is that's clear all of them are you know don't want brown people running anything uh Uh, the the anti um anti-immigration and and it's all very pro-white Uh, making sure that the white people of every specific country are in charge of whatever is going on.
0: With creepy uh, religious and uh, fascistic overtones that are blatantly obvious.
1: Right. And 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 this question of the West and what the West represents is clearly racist and clearly fascistic, as you said. And so Donald Trump doesn't think he's being a traitor. He's being very loyal to his sense of power and where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And he and Putin see absolutely eye to eye on this. So interfere in elections as long as that bitch Hillary isn't in charge. Sure. You know, as long as we're not letting the spread of Islam you know, cover the nation, cover the nations, cover our countries. Mm-hmm. We're keeping our people in charge of our countries, and everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You don't touch my country, I don't touch your country. We're, make, we're all making sure that whiteness and maleness is what stays in charge. And thanks for helping me out on that, Vlad. Right.
0: You and, know, and what was the thing that was always supposed to keep that in check in this country— was the wisdom of the average American voter.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: and and what happened was, once again, I lay the blame at the foot of the Republican Party, of the conservative media, and the mainstream media that enabled it, is that our... Right wing oligarchs in this country have Mm -hmm. spent a fortune over the last 25 years weakening every institution and brainwashing, voluntarily brainwashing. Nobody's forcing them to do it. Voluntarily brainwashing tens of millions of Americans into believing that this is the way to go, Mm -hmm. that this is uh, this is a good thing. This is Russia and us are bros now. We're A-OK because yeah. we're all protecting each other's white male privilege.
1: And wouldn't it be nice if we got along with Russia? Wouldn't that be nice?
0: And what at you some, mean is – yeah. Yeah, At some point in the last 25 years, it would have been fucking nice if anyone on the right or anyone in, in power or, frankly, anyone in the Democratic Party had stood up and pointed a finger and said, that's – a cancer growing in our country and we have to put a stop to it now. It's it's don't you understand Barack Obama tried
1: going? to Barack Obama did try.
0: Yeah, he tried. He did, did
1: try to say that you have an awfully big megaphone over at Fox. Yeah. To say things that aren't true. Yes. And it simply solidified their power. Sure.
0: That's all it did. Well, and it might have been it might have been too late by that point. But he mm-hmm. gave. Yeah. He gave them four years of running room. Yep. He gave them a yep. whole lot of rope. And they ran with it. He gave them uh, all the compromise they wanted every time there was. And this this drove me crazy. I wrote about it during the time. Every time the Republican Party would stab him in the back, he'd step back and say, isn't it a shame how both sides can't get along? Right. And it was too. And just it was like, don't you fucking get it? Don't you understand what's what they're doing? Why can't you learn? the?" I've said this before. Why can't you learn the lesson of Harold Washington? They hate you. They want to destroy you. They tried to do it to fucking Bill Clinton, who was a in every respect, a centrist Republican. Yep. They're out to wreck you. Why are you cooperating with them? Why are you giving them any break?
1: Well, and oh. and I think we also need to bring a bring into this funding for that kind of hmm? conspiracy, which yep. is what it is. Yeah. Uh we received a book from one of our listeners, Mark, this week called Democracy in Chains, The Deep History of the Radical Rights Stealth Plan for America. There's been another book called Dark Money
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: out there, um, several books written about how, you know, the Koch brothers just wanted to do this and decided to do it and did it. Right. And uh, it they had patience and funding and, a, you know, multi-year plan to take over every uh, level of government from local school boards all the way up to the White House. And we see where it's got them. And, you uh, the fact that a lot of this is collapsing in their face is is nice, you know, that's karma. Yeah.
0: But it doesn't matter. Um, to, to them, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't
1: matter because the long-term goal, they're still working on it. And right. they're still working on it with, as I said, cross-check and gerrymandering and political funding. And uh, we have to unite with our boots-on-the-ground Republican neighbors against Citizens United. Believe me when I say this, Republican boots on the ground voters hate Citizens United as much as we do. And getting the big money out of politics. I mean, I had a big debate with someone about, well, do you think George Soros is bad? (laughs) And I said, I think billionaire money in the political process is bad. And let's get it out of there. And everyone from Soros to the Koch brothers, mm-hmm. get their money out of politics.
0: Well, how many left-wing billionaires are working to get well, massive... George Soros, no, you know, no. he bought
1: all those protesters. Nope, yeah. nope,
0: nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Let me finish. Okay. How many left-wing billionaires are working mm-hmm. to take down health care to give themselves a giant tax cut? Right, no, Zero. They are, there are different species, they have different priorities, they do not fund the media, they don't fund the media infrastructure, they don't fund the basic, you know, ground level platforms necessary to take people on at the ground grassroots level, because I guess they're not interested or they don't care or they live on the coast and they don't, they don't live where we live, so they don't really pay any attention to it. Um, But billionaires are not good or bad, they're just a big pile of money. Right. Right. Conservative billionaires want to wreck the country and strip it for parts, and they're very clear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not the priority of the people with money on the left. They have priorities that I think are sometimes goofy, yeah. but they're not yeah. inimical to my values necessarily. Sometimes they are. and We can have that fight. Um, my problem is that a random sampling of local Trump supporters <laughs> has led me to believe that y- y- we can't work with them yet. Yeah. Maybe a year yeah. from now, maybe two years from now, I don't know. But um all I hear anecdotally from local Trump supporters is number one, they're sick of all the Trump bashing. Just sick of <laughs> it. Just sick of it. You know, and, and in their brain, their tiny little monkey brain, Barack Obama never had to put up with this.
1: <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. Right. And, and, right. The disrespect uh, for the office of the, the presidency. I've heard that. I have heard that face to people have said that to my face. And I, I know. It's amazing.
0: Maybe somewhere behind the many, many layers of stupid, they really hate Citizens United, but I can't keep myself from laughing in their face because, oh, I'm trying to reason with a house plan. We're never going to get to actual campaign finance reform because you're too dumb to realize how fucking dumb you are. So I can't get past that. The second is uh, some of them, in my experience, are willing to debate as long as you never, ever bring anything that happened in the past up
1: before January, right, and, of no, this year.
0: No, that's not you know just <laughs> no, just forget about. It. That that's all in the past. Let's talk about now. And they all they want to do is talk about now. Because that's what they always do. They they didn't want to talk about the past when Barack Obama was elected, suddenly George Bush disappeared. When George Bush was elected, there was no Bill Clinton. They will not talk about their own complicity. They will not talk about how we got here. And this is this is bad because you cannot effectively solve a problem without diagnosing what it is and where it came from. And there's no way to get around the fact that the, the, the reason we have a problem is one of our major political parties is a cancer. And the reason that it got that way is because of the, the cheerful, pig-ignorant complicity of tens of millions of our neighbors, and our family members, and our friends, and people we work with have gone right along with the program for decades. And now that they're standing up to their chin and shit, wondering, who, why, is, why are people coming for my Social Security? Why are people talking about my Medicare? What about my mom? What about my future? What about my drugs? Uh, now is... What do you want from us? We've been telling you this is happening when the shit was up to your knees, and up to your hips, and up to your shoulders, and you still wouldn't fucking listen. So mm-hmm. let's agree to talk about when did the shit start coming down, and where were you during this fight? Yep. I'm willing yep. to make peace, but you got to take some responsibility for your votes. you got to stand up and say the reason Donald Trump is president is because you are not smart enough to be a citizen. So maybe it's time to sit down, shut up, stop having opinions that just happen to correspond with everything coming off of Fox News, and listen to people like us who actually know what we're talking about and really do have your best interests at mm-hmm. heart. And you know what? We're gonna call you dumb for a few years. Because you know, you're grown ass people and you keep making stupid decisions. You keep crawling back to liars. You know, if you Well, yeah, but
1: Driftglass, yeah. I just wanna I just wanna bring up that Donald Trump in Poland, I believe it was, brought up WMDs in Iraq. Yes, he did. And the fact that you and I remember specifically—I remember you laughing and clapping at Donald Trump during mm-hmm. the debates yep. because he took down Jeb Bush and all of the lies that were told about Jeb Bush te- that Jeb Bush was telling about my brother kept me sa- kept America safe. Yep. No, he didn't. Nine eleven happened under your brother's watch. He didn't keep us safe.
0: And that's, that's why just I just the truth. That's why I voted for Donald Trump. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. But at that moment, <laughs> but at most that de-
1: moment. Yeah, he was the most effective politician in the Republican Party. That's that, why he won the nomination. At
0: that moment, the most effective weapon yep. to grab at a moment's notice was that to club Jeb Bush with. And that's why he did it. That's why he, yes. did. he didn't care. I agree. I agree. I mean, I mean Donald I agree. Trump supported.
1: But, but the effect that that had on Republican base voters who felt they had been taken like a chump by George W. Bush, uh-huh. and they were ashamed of their vote for him, its it's the— guy who comes it runs in and says oh you know your wife's cheating on you Mm
2: -hmm.
1: at the moment that you find out your wife's cheating on you the moment you realize your wife's cheating on you oh i trust this guy Uh. he's confirming what i already know and what's embarrassing me he i'm going to go with this guy to the end of the earth yeah and that's what so they decided to trust donald trump with the presidency with and now it's a cult you know now it's a total cult And so um, I'm just saying that him bringing that up again at this time reinforces, oh, yeah, this is my guy. He's going along with what I believe about myself, that I was taken as a chump by the Republican mainstream, Mm -hmm. by the people in power in the Republican Party. And I'm going to give them a big old F.U. by voting for Donald Trump to everybody in the establishment, uh, from I, Hillary Clinton to Paul Ryan, who they hate just as much.
0: I understand the psychology of it, and I agree with you. Yeah. Here's where I have a difference. I, uh, the idea that my wife is cheating on me, and he, he ran in the door just as I discovered it. No, your wife is cheating on you on your front lawn for eight years. Yes. And I you know. walked right past it, and you mm-hmm. ignored it. You taught yourself to ignore it. In fact, you taught yourself to celebrate it. Right, and then right. when it, then when it all fell apart in front of you, you pretended you never had a wife, and you don't have a lawn, and well, it was never.
1: And needed. you you listened to the TV program that told you your wife wasn't cheating on you, and chose to believe that right. because Sean Hannity told you, uh, you know, Sean Hannity still apparently believes that WMDs are in Syria,
2: snuck that Syria. you
1: know Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. hid them all. Somewhere else in the Middle East, and it so, can't possibly be that Dick Cheney lied. So
0: right. in that moment – this, mm-hmm. this is so important because th- there are mm-hmm. these, these, these inflection points uh, right. in belief systems. In that moment, when you finally – the scales fall from your eyes, you realize, oh, my God, my wife's been cheating on me. This whole time, mm-hmm. this whole – he's made a big chump, made me a fool, made me a cuckold. Oh, my God, the mm-hmm. next thought should have been the left was right. Yep. The next. But what did you do when you discovered that that the shit, even if you want to take the left out of it, that all the shit that you've been told was a lie. Who did you turn to? You turned to Fox News. Mm -hmm. You turned to Sean Hannity. Why? Because they offered you an ouchless form of redemption. You were never. Which is Seth
1: Rich or whatever. No, no. no, 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 I'm I'm talking
0: about the Obama years. You you were never a Bush supporter. You're a Tea Partier. You're independent. Right. Right. And they offered you another lie to get out yes. of all the previous lies that you have told yourself, and you went with it, and the media went with it, and David Brooks went with it. A whole new mainstream move, went, movement, yes. Everybody went along with it because nobody wanted to say what the, what was obviously true, and that is a substantial fraction of the citizens of this country are fucking incompetent and right. cannot be trusted to govern And any. the Tea
1: Party is just Bush Republicans right. who are rebranding. Right. Yep, and, and so, everybody knew that.
0: And every few years there's this inflection point where it all falls apart and holy shit, we've been played for fools. Who can we blame for the fact that we're morons? Right. Well, and right. It's and never there's that. always a
1: lifeboat available because that's what sells penis pills. Right. So there and you go.
0: It's never their fault. It's, it's always somehow Obama or the left or Hillary or John Podesta or somebody right. other than me that <laughs> Fox Podesta. News has already identified as an enemy that enemy. is somehow enemy. to blame. And if you're the first person to reverse engineer, you know, to, to uh, um, do to seven degrees of John Podesta mm-hmm. to get from – I'm an idiot who cannot find my ass with both hands and should never be allowed to vote to John Podestin made the country broke and everything's horrible because of the liberals if you're the person who can make those cognitive leaps on behalf of 60 million idiots Fox News will hire you for the rest of your life Best you are Jeffrey life. Lord yeah. you have a job yep. for life yep. So
1: hey we want to congratulate Patton Oswald we do Oswald and Meredith Salinger I hope I'm saying her name right uh, they 're engaged and uh nerd love rules we know all about that, so glad that uh they found each other and'll uh, and we we'll, we'll never be we don 't know them personally no, no we're not
0: he is such a proxy for everything we find lovable and wonderful. exactly and exactly it's... and
1: and he found he found someone who 's just lovely and uh Looks like she's delighted in her role as a stepmom, and that is awesome. So we're so happy for them. Yes, we are. Each week, we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Yoshi. Yoshi is a beautiful talker. Cuddler and also expert in beauty sleep.
0: Uh-huh. Very important. You can
1: very important. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We love hearing from you. Be aware that if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or US Postal Service. Go Postal Unions. Letter on the air unless you say otherwise. Don't forget our gourmet coffee guideline. If you can afford to buy an espresso-based beverage or ice cream cone or beer for yourself, buy one for us. Buy Something one. cold, please. Yeah, really. Uh, don't forget our Amazon link at our website. And don't forget, particularly if you're going to do the whole Prime Day thing this mm-hmm. week, yep. this week, yep. you're going to get your massively inexpensive smart TV over at Amazon. Mm-hmm. Go to our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com first. Click on the Amazon link and shop your hearts out. We get a cut of that, and it costs you nothing.
0: Can I interject one fact? Yes. It is virtually impossible for us to figure out individual people and individual sales. Right. right. Um, no, someone someone has asked secret. me about that, and I just want to generically yeah. say the way Amazon does it, they pretty much mask and uh, redact everything all information. So um, everything we know, we know, no we we know, know, know sales
1: it. per day. We know you're doing it.
0: Yeah, but not you personally. Um,
1: not you person We have no name and address information at all no. about anything, so no, we don't know what you're buying. We don't know who's buying when, ever or and what. That, and we like it that yeah. way because that's your that's your business. Mm-hmm. But uh, we appreciate you doing that. Go to our website first and then click Amazon. Go over there. It will take you on on Prime Day, which is the tenth and eleventh. Tenth at nine p.m. Eastern, I think it is. I'm not planning to buy a smart TV, so I'm not real hep to all of this. And I don't have one of those dots or talking. I'm not talking to Alexa. So, (laughs) so I don't, I'm not into all of that, but um, they're going to have really good deals on that sort of thing. And a bunch of other stuff. It is, it is their Black Friday in July. You know, it's their big Black Friday sale black fair friday black spring black summer whatever sale of the year Uh and uh if you are looking for something that is going to be marked 40 percent off go to our website first and get it and the amount that you spend we will get a cut of that and it pays our it pays some of our bills so we do we really do appreciate it so save yourself some money it doesn't cost you anything extra to go to that our website, professionalf.blogspot.com. It supplements
0: it. that it supplements that Soros money very nicely. Ah,
1: that non-existent Soros money, yeah. exactly. Approximately one. Pro- oh, I should say this: we believe in buying local. We do we absolutely. Also we do. In shopping Amazon with our link if your alternative is a big box store.
0: By the way, may I make a pitch? This is Independence Week. This is the week when we celebrate independent businesses all across the country. So, if you haven't done so recently, stop into one of your fine local independent businesses. Uh, throw them a little, a couple of dollars, buy something from them. It's might be chicken, buy might be honey, local. might be pants. Buy something local. Yep. Uh, this is the week to do, we do it. A locally
1: they... owned restaurant, not a chain, right. and and buy a pizza from a locally owned pizzeria. Yeah. And uh, that kind of thing. We really do believe in that. We do it ourselves. We invest locally we whenever we can. We like buying from local independent businesses. And uh, yeah, that's something we do. So um, if you get a chance, please do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, approximately 1% of our listeners support this podcast with a financial contribution, and you can too. Don't forget, we've got our 400th episode coming up in early August. Uh, we've asked uh, listeners who've never sent us anything to send us $4 plus a dollar to cover the PayPal fee, and mm-hmm. many of you have done that. Just sent five bucks, and it makes a huge difference. That particular contribution, that $5 contribution, pays our electric bill every month. It so, does. Uh, we so appreciate that, and uh, we thank you for doing that. Uh, so see our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, <laughs> for details. It's hard for me to interject some of this stuff. Both our PayPal and postal address information is there, at professionalleft.blogspot.com. Please share our show on Facebook or Twitter, and thank you for doing that. Yes. Hey, Drift Class, how are the Internet kitties doing this week?
0: You know, Blue Gal, the Internet kitties always thought that Mark Penn was just a ghost story that campaign staffers told late at night over the last bottle of wild turkey. If you don't make your dailies, Mark Penn's going to get you. Turns out Mark Penn is real. Uh, he <laughs> is still alive. And for some reason, he's being given a column uh, in the New York Times uh, because everybody gets a column before we do.
1: And and he wants the Democratic Party to move to the center. And why I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm so surprised, Mark Penn, that you want us to move that far left.
0: Why can't you move to the center? Yeah, really. Why can't you move to the center? <laughs> I love the center. And again, that that is the sound as you're 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 hearing it more and more across the interwebs. That is the sound of lifeboats hitting the water.
1: Lifeboats hitting the water. Please give me a job at your think tank. And
0: and I promise, I swear uh, to God, I will be a good centrist. I'll blame both sides for everything. Just please, please find room for me on the lifeboat because out here in the real world, ain't no work for someone like Mark Penn. No, that's right.
1: Goodbye, Drift Class. Goodbye, beautiful. I love you. Happy summer, everybody. Happy
0: summer and happy early birthday to my beautiful wife.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my birthday. You know, everybody, my birthday is July 16th.
0: It is. People want to know that.
1: It is also my late mother's birthday, and this is the first birthday I have without her. Yes. So uh, please keep uh, me in your thoughts that day. I'm not sure whether that's going to be a hard day or just a good day to remember mom. I'm hoping it's going to be the latter, but Yeah. yeah. Keep me in your thoughts. I appreciate it.
0: I, I, Thanks. I'm gonna ask you to tell me stories about your mom.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And how crazy she was.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, art, artists tend to be crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, in a good way. Yeah. 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 And I always think of when I when I want to feel happy about my mom, I always think about her dogs because one of the reasons she wanted to go home and be in home hospice uh, was she wanted to be with her dog when she died. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'd had a lot of dogs over the years. When I think about those dogs and what they meant to her and what they meant to the whole family, uh, that pulls me out of the, the sadness because those were very pampered animals. Ah! <laughs> All of her animals her whole life yeah. were just absolutely treasured like children, just beloved and uh, pampered. So yeah. Alrighty, All righty. Thank you, everybody. Stay Bye. cool, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye. Let's think about a living.
1: Think about living. Just think about
2: lovin'. Think about loving. Just think, think about the hoopin' and the hoppin' and the poppin' and the lovin' loving loving. Let's forget about the whine and the crying, and the shootin' and the dying and the flower and the switch three life. Let's think about a living. Let's think about life.
1: The Professional Left Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2017 Drift Glass Boo Gow Podcast. Oh, you, oh, hold on oh, a minute. Hold on. Middle, child, Middle child wants to say something. Fake news, sparkle farters. <laughs> we had a comment at my blog last week. What was the comment again? Fake news, sparkle farters. Fake news, sparkle farters.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like that. <laughs>
1: I published that one. I made you publish that one. Yeah. Middle Child said you should publish that one, definitely. Comment below if you want diff Class and I to start a science fiction podcast. It will be two times a day, hour long, each, 365.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs)